Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. You know, I've been studying the lost world of the Vikings because they once were dominant warriors and then they disappeared. I mean, there are remnants of Vikings, pe- Viking peoples in the nations of Scandinavia, but are they Vikings when they've been overrun by barbaric hordes that they took in for God knows what reason? The, the barbaric hordes they took in under the guise of multiculturalism and liberalism are fundamentally driving them out of their own countries. If you read the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, which is an ancient text in translation. Here's what you'll read, Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, the end of the world. In this year there were immense flashes of lightning and fiery dragons in the air, and a little after that the raiding of heathen men destroyed God's church in Lindisfarne, Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. On June 7th, 793 AD, a group of violent criminals landed on the holy isle of Lindisfarne off the northwest coast of Britain. Without warning, they attacked the monastery, snatching priceless Christian artifacts for their value in precious metals. They killed some of the monks, some of the way they took some monks away as slaves. Many they drove out naked and loaded with insults, and some they drowned in the sea. Heathen men destroyed God's church. And news spread throughout the Christian world. The Christian world was shocked beyond belief, because nobody could have dreamed of attacking a church or a monastery. It would have been thought of as a hellish crime. But now, suddenly, fear reigned in England. No coastal community could regard itself as safe. Even as far south as what is now in Germany, the terrified Anglo-Saxon monk Alcuin summed up the terror of the Christian community, which had believed itself to be safe from harm. Listen to what he wrote. 
It is some 350 years that we and our forefathers have inhabited this lovely land, and never before in Britain has such a terror appeared as this we have now suffered at the hands of the heathen. Nor was it thought possible that such an inroad from the sea could be made. You hear? So then this um, German wrote that this was not merely an act of vicious criminals, but a sign predicted in the Bible of the approaching end of the world. And he cites Jeremiah where he says, Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. And for the next 200 years, Europe shivered in fear at the approach of the terrifying men from the north, soon known by their more famous name, the Vikings. And so if you look at the history of empires, nations, they come and they go. Our nation is now being broken. Our nation is being invaded. And we have an enabler in the White House who is acting as a catalyst to speed this process of destruction of this once great nation. This is something that is beyond me that every intelligent person doesn't see who Hussein is. Can anyone listening to this program tell me that England has not been invaded by Islam and by Muslims? Look at the birth rate in England right now. Look at the, the name Muhammad amongst infants. How did this happen? How did a once proud nation permit itself to be overrun like this? Well, we don't care that much about England, do we? So let's ask ourselves, how did a once proud nation called the United States of America permit itself to be invaded by a Democrat, socialist, Islamist government? Even if you look at Obama's tepid little announcement that he's going to go to war against ISIS and we're going to win, you understand it's just a fake. It's a feign. He's not really going to go to war against them. Because the fact is, is that he could wipe them off the planet in about three days, according to anyone in the military who knows military affairs. He doesn't intend to eliminate ISIS. His hand was finally forced to protect the Democrat Party, period. They have an election coming up, and they want to make sure that the uh, Harridan Hillary Clinton becomes president. After all, she's so qualified. Look at the great work she did as Secretary of State. Well, great work in Benghazi. Great work in steaming up uh, the Arab world and, and, and uniting them in their hatred of the West. Great work in calling Putin Hitler terrific Secretary of State. You just imagine what she'll be like as president. So, in other words, to get a historic comparison, I go back to history. I'm not saying it's a direct comparison, but I'm looking at the history of the Vikings and how they came out of nowhere, and these raiding parties attacked England and stole the uh, the um, the treasures of the holy churches, killed the brothers, took other monks hostage as slaves drove some of the monks into the seas. And the Vikings scared the, the life out of the Anglo-Saxons. They had been there for 350 years, and they weren't ever, ever attacked like this. They don't know where these warlike people came from. And where they come from? Where did the surprise attack come from? Never before in the history of the world have the demographics of a nation been changed without a war and conquest. Let me repeat that for those of you who are ignorant of your own history. What is going on in front of your eyes right now is the most radical change of demographics this nation has ever seen. And never before in the history of the world have the demographics of a nation been so rapidly altered without a war having been fought and lost and the invaders populating the nation. So let's speed up the history. 
they came and they conquered the Vikings, and then they disappeared from history soon after 1066. But where did they go? Where did these Viking raiders go? There were 200,000 of them who left Scandinavia during the Viking Age who became the raiders, the Viking raiders, that caused all of the trouble for the Christian world. But where did they go? Well, it's an interesting story. They settled the territories they had once terrorized. They became farmers. They married local women. And they had children that grew up speaking the local language. And within only a few generations, most children of the Vikings identified themselves as English, Normans, or Russians, but not as Vikings. When you see blue eyes and blonde hair, understand there's probably Viking blood. You understand that? Check it out. And the Vikings then became nominally Christians. And instead of attacking the church, they became the warriors who defended the church. The Vikings then were transformed into crusaders, follow the bouncing ball. And they were no longer aggressive against Christianity, but they were now the crusaders against the enemies of Christianity. And some Scandinavians, they were former warrior stock, became Jerusalem pharaohs, fighting in the Holy Land. But many of these men took part in the Baltic Crusades, which were military operations against areas of what is now Poland, Latvia, and Lithuania. But let's not get off the track. Where are the Viking t Vikings today? Well, their descendants still exist today. Genetic surveys and analysis still see heavy concentrations of, of Norwegian genes in the north of England, Scotland, and the Scottish Isles. Did you know the royal families of Europe, including the rulers of England and Norway, still count the likes of Harold the Ruthless and Olaf the Stout among their ancestors? Sounds very romantic, doesn't it? But what about America? Do we have Vikings amongst us? Yes, we certainly do. Toward the end of the 19th century, emigrants were leaving Scandinavia for the New World, and many of them settled in the northern United States because the northern United States, particularly Minnesota, reminded them of home. The lakes and the forests of Minnesota appealed to many of Swedish or Norwegian origin. And that that's an interesting point, and you should know that. Scandinavians uh, began to develop a sense of pride, not in being the descendants of various Norwegian, Swedes, Danes, and Finns, but in being connected to the Vikings. Did you know that? So where did they go? Well, there's a Viking spirit still left amongst American people. There was much more to the medieval Scandinavian achievement than mere raids and murders. They had a great spirit of exploration. The Vikings did. Did you know that the Bering Strait between Alaska and Siberia bears the name of a Danish-Swedish explorer named Vitus Bering? And did you know that Aldrin Crater on the moon bears the Swedish surname of the pilot of the Eagle Lander, Edwin Buzz Aldrin? So the Vikings still exist amongst us genetically. The genetic remnants of this warrior people still exist. And yet they seem to be amongst the most liberal of our, of our, of our, of our subpopulations. Isn't that strange? They bring in Somali refugees into their cities and the next thing they wake up to is the Somali community is demanding immersion in Somali culture and language. They leave a hellhole. And the first thing they want is to recreate the hellhole in, in Minnesota. Why is that? Why didn't they want to become Americans? 
How is that possible? Why would the Viking peoples, the descendants, be so liberal? How is that possible? Where's the warrior spirit left in America? It exists, of course. We see movies such as The The Last Survivor, American Sniper, and we understand that we still have warriors of all races in this country. And don't discount the Hispanic warriors, by the way, while you're doing so. Don't think I'm just glorifying blonde, uh, uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed men. Not at all. I'm telling you that there's a warrior spirit in this country that is quite uh, amazing. But there's something wrong with the picture. Why has the warrior spirit of America not stood up to what this man is doing to this country? Why has the warrior spirit not arisen in this country to stand up and say enough is enough? We're not going to permit you to flood America with 30 million undesirables from south of the border. And I will say it again. They are the undesirables of Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. Why else do you think those countries are so happy to get rid of them? They are the least productive members of their own countries. That's why they're pushing them into our country. So how can a country survive by taking in people who are not productive? How? Tell me how. So if you look ahead, this country cannot survive unless immigration is stopped completely and unless there's a national dialogue of do we need more immigrants? What should their education level be? What should their financial requirements be? What should their health, uh, require, the health requirements be for immigrants? What sane nation on earth permits itself to be overrun by people who are either uh, uh, impoverished, can't work, illiterate in their own language? Who lets that happen? Certainly not a nation of, of descendants of the Vikings or of warriors of other races. How did this happen? Why are we all so frightened to say a word? Well, some of us do. Some of us do at great risk to our own personal sanity and safety. And we do it on a daily basis, hoping to encourage you to speak out and stand up to the radical Islamist communist left that is destroying this country. It will never, ever survive if this is not stopped. Now, we had an election in November. We said put a stop to this. We said no. No more to this insanity. We don't want MSNBC running America. We said no to the psychotic in the White House. We said get rid of the psychotic in the White House's policies are destroying us. Is that not what you went to vote for? You know, we saw not only the king has no clothes, we saw the king may not even be the king of this country. We saw the king Hussein Obama is not acting in the best interest of America. This shady man may be out to destroy us, many of us think. And we're not all crazy. Let's say there's 30 million of us who think that way. Laugh if you will. Marginalize us if you will. Tell us we're all crazy if you will. Go ahead. Keep doing it. But every intelligent man and woman I have ever met in the last six years knows that this man is not acting in the best interests of America, nor is the Democrat socialist Islamist machine. They're acting as though they have, as though a foreign Government has erected itself in our Congress and is acting against the interests of the American people and of the nation itself. So we went to the polls in November and we put in another party. We knew that we're going to have to fight with Boehner. I told you in November that you're going to have to hold your nose and go and vote Republican. Remember I said that to you in October and November? I implored you to go and vote. I take some responsibility for the Republican victory, but I also accept some of the blame for the inactivity of Boehner and McConnell. I told you that come January, the fight will begin. 
Remember when I published Stop the Coming Civil War? My intent was to stop the coming civil war. Do you remember what I said? This man is pushing us to a civil war. Every word out of his mouth is an attack on something sacred to this country. And it's only gotten worse in the last few weeks. Last week it was attacking Christians for acts in the, in the 1300s, crusades. Jesus himself, Christianity attacked. This week it was spitting on Jews. When he wouldn't say the word Jewish, Jewish Delhi, Muslims attacking Jews. Again, spitting on Christians, spitting on Jews. Why? And soft peddling Islam's invasions. Why is that? No, you can't put two and two together, right? You're that brainwashed? So we elected the Republicans, but they're not doing the job we elected them to do. So now our work begins. Remember I told you our work, our work would begin in January? Well, it's February. We're six weeks late. The first hearing that should have been held should have been an investigation of Dianne Feinstein and what her links are to what entities as to why she would have outed the CIA and attacked them and destroyed our intelligence community. Why did she do that? Why? Why would they let her get away with this? Why is she walking around like uh, she's above the law, that she's above suspicion? She's above questions about her business dealings. Why? Why is there a silence about her, for example? Senate Intelligence Committee, Dianne Feinstein, you must be joking. This woman, the contracts that people have been talking about for 20 years, the subterranean contracts that people have been buzzing about in San Francisco and L.A. for 20 years, not investigated by the Republicans, why? Because their hands are dirty, too. Because if you start to investigate Dianne Feinstein's dealings, you have to investigate the dealings of the Republicans as well. And there's an old saying that when the Republicans and Democrats get along, you can be sure of one thing, they're screwing the American people. And that's why they're getting along, because they've never had it so good. They're robbing us blind, raising taxes, increasing regulation, to an extent that the country has never seen before, it cannot survive. So let's talk about fiscal and economics. Let's go away from the esoterics of the Vikings and descendants and genetics and warrior class. I know many of you are invigorated right now by this little conversation we're having about invasion. It's a pretty good one, right? So now let's talk about economics. Let's make it a fiscal discussion. Why is it that this country is running on debt? How can it keep running on debt? How did it become a nation which used to have a balanced budget? And every time a budget was out of balance, it was a news story. The monthly debt is this, the, the monthly debt is that. It went down, it went up. It used to be a story, right? And remember, near as a few years ago, before this invader took over this country, debt was an issue. How has debt not become an issue? How can this Hussein keep running up debt like this into the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars? How is it possible? How can a nation be so drunk on its pleasures and its distractions that it does not see the insanity of such a system? It cannot, it cannot sustain. If you actually analyze the true inflation in this country, do you think it would be 0.5% or 0.1%, the amount of money your banks are paying you as interest? Now, why do the banks not pay interest? Artificial. It's artificial. Why shouldn't they pay you interest? Who is Janet Yenta? Yeltsin. Where did this one come from? This bagel maker from, from, from Benson Stuyvesant, Bedford Stuyvesant. Who's Janet Yeltsin? So some left-wing professor they picked to run the Fed? Who is she? Another stooge. That's all. Another stooge of Wall Street. That's who she is. So the question is, how long can this go on? Nobody knows till it blows. Everyone senses that there's going to be a financial explosion, that the dollar will collapse. This is very much like Weimar Germany. Weimar Germany, early 20s, runaway inflation, hidden by the government, but eventually you needed to take a wheelbarrow full of paper money to buy a loaf of bread. 
Now, of course, we're nowhere near that right now. I understand that. But you know and I know things have gone up, haven't they? Except for one thing. What was that? The cost of uh, food has gone way through the roof. Look at the cost of meat. Look at the cost of milk. Look at the cost of virtually everything you're buying. And now look at the cost of fuel, gasoline. It's gone way down. How did that happen? Again, driven down. Artificially driven down to boost the Democrat, socialist, Islamist machine. They drove it down to break Russia. They drove it down to fake the American people into thinking there was no runaway inflation. But as sure as I'm standing here, I can guarantee you by the time the summer comes, you will see gasoline at the old uh, old prices all over again. And one last note that I pointed out in, in, in two of my books ago. A strange thing happened. When they were looking at inflation, they took out two factors. They eliminated the cost of two things to make sure that you never really knew what the actual rate of inflation was. Michael Savage, a host like no other. My point was not that the Vikings are not here. I was trying to incite the Vikings to rise up. I was trying to awaken the Vikings to their proud heritage. I was trying to awaken all of the other men with a proud heritage to stand up to the lawyers who have ensnared us. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah, somebody's got to be the leader. I'm not a Viking. I'm a mere talk show host. A humble talk show host with a 10-pound poodle who sits and watches the world go by. And I ask myself, Teddy, every day, how did a once proud nation fall victim to a group of deviant lawyers who have spent their every waking minute trying to figure out how to disempower the people who built this nation, the descendants of those who built this nation. How did they do it? How did they get away with it on a daily basis? How do they tell a parent who sees what's being done to their children in the government schools, shut your mouth, go along, we'll do what we want. If we want to dress them up as Muhammad, we'll dress your Christian child up as Muhammad. If you want your little girl to wear a burqa for a day, go to hell. We'll put a burqa on her for the day. And you do nothing. Where are the women? Where is the rage of the women? I don't understand it. I don't understand what happened to the country. I pretty much do understand what happened. But I'm trying to awaken you to your own energies, your own powers, and the fact that you are still the majority. You can take this country back. All you need is a leader. And you don't have it in Boehner, do you? No, he's not the leader of the new Viking revolution in America, is he?